0: Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. I'm John Hammond and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. In this episode, we are welcoming a great friend of Eat This, Not That, our friend Adam Rosante. Adam, thanks for joining us. Oh,
1: guys, thank you so much for having me.
0: And now, Adam, I know you're you're a quote unquote celebrity trainer and that's kind of, you know, a a very broad term and, and one that gets thrown around. Uh, often in these in these parts, but there's some actual credentials to to what you do, right? You're a strength coach, you're a certified trainer, certified nutritionist as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm okay. also a certified sports <clears throat> psychology coach. See all, that. All, the all the certifications, laundry list of them. <laughs> a Certified great guy. Certified. Yeah. Certified yeah. <laughs> <It depends on laughs> great ask. guy. Um, and now. One of the things that that you do you know we say celebrity trainer now automatically people think like okay celebrities, athletes, and those are the kind of folks that you train mm-hmm. but a lot of the content that you put out there a lot of things that you do is free and geared towards regular people right the general it's public for the sure. the general public and kind of talk about that a little bit like why is why is that important because what what's the what's the misnomer that's out there that people think they can't kind of get past
1: well, I mean that's a really good question I think it just I think one of the biggest problems is that people find themselves overwhelmed with too much information, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's the like, pick any word out of the sky and slap it to the word diet. And it's the philosophy du jour. And it's kind of all relatively similar with just enough variation to confuse the hell out of you. And so people are swimming in a sea of, I wouldn't necessarily say disinformation, because there's merit to, I would say almost all of it. Um, but it's just too much. It's too complicated. So I think that what helps people most, when when you say I work with celebrities and athletes, and I do, that's my private practice. I work Mm -hmm. with actors and I work with athletes and I get them ready in usually a short amount of time, the actors specifically, to look a certain way for a role. Because there's a project, right? There's a project. There's
0: a deadline. time sensitive. They're going to start shooting. They have to look a certain way and and be ready to go.
1: Yes. Perfect. For instance, um, one of my clients is Liev Schreiber. He's also an awesome Ray friend. Donovan. Ray Donovan. Ray <laughs> Donovan shooting right now. But when we first started working together, I wasn't actually training him for Ray. I was training him for this movie. I think the movie wound up being called Chuck. But the film was about this guy, Chuck Webner, who was a boxer. And he's the guy that Rocky was based on. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so um, Lev was playing Chuck. And we had like three and a half weeks or four weeks maybe to get him looking like Chuck. He's playing an historical figure. So we literally looked at a photograph and figured out where the clay had to go. And then we put it there and we got him looking the way he needed to look. But then immediately after we had to pivot because he was in Duray now. And that's a whole other thing. Um, Let's talk about what that might look like because he was also shooting in LA. Right. And so, um, so we did that. But like the actor's, particularly have a finite period of time there's no messing around there's money on the line Mm -hmm. usually a lot of it for them they're going to be on a poster they're going to be shot for it they've got a you know shirtless scene whatever the case may be and in his case for Ray he's got you know he's just got to be a like a big menacing guy but um I think that the takeaway from him is in a bigger sense because Liev in particular is a guy who likes to get after it year-round Right. And he looks at training as a lifestyle philosophy versus just, you know, there are plenty of people who are like, you know, they'll sit on the couch for Mm -hmm. six months and a project comes up and it's like, yo, it's time to get after it. And you know, well, just it's, kind of putting Humpty Dumpty back together. It's again. like the real world, right? It's 100%. like it, yeah. in the real
0: world, you know, it's, I'm not going to go on a shoot or I don't have to look a certain way for a role, but I might have a wedding. A wedding. Yeah. High yeah. School you have a reunion. An event right? From. You Absolutely. have you have right. those things. And, and that's the, That's what kind of, you know, I think in a lot of instances can kind of cause panic yes. in, in people and, and, and be almost, for some people, it can be really motivating because they, they have that defined goal. I know that in six weeks time, I have to put that dress on and stand in front of those people. And I want to look and feel great and have the energy to do it. And some people are crippled by that. And Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of manage. And, you know, for those people who don't have the resources of, of a celebrity, who's, you know, where there is a lot of money on the line, and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of resources, being put behind it to make sure that they are that they're they're ready to go on that day, you know, for for the average person like you're dealing with, you know, 2.5 kids, a pet, like a work, you know, job, a job, like other responsibilities be it the PTA or whatever it might be, maybe mm-hmm. you volunteer somewhere. How would you advise people to prioritize in a way that makes it obtainable?
1: So it's a good question, you bring up a good point because it's actually and I don't I don't work with every single celebrity in the world so I can't make a blanket statement but what I can tell you is that they're busier than you realize sure so People think that a oh, celebrity just has all of this time to sit around all day. All they have to do is work out and look at themselves in the mirror mm-hmm. until it's time to start shooting, and that's not the case. That's just how I spend my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <all> right. <laughs> I spend my day my, peeking through my house of mirrors, watching. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're they're strapped for time, so right. they've got to get it in where they could fit it in, and that would be. I would have two pieces of advice for anybody who's looking to just get in shape and hopefully live a healthier life. Is to look at the big picture of things, right, and take a take a long term approach to it. And unfortunately, that's not sexy, right? Because everybody wants results fast. Right. But I think it's symptomatic of event training, which is the, I, I, I've got a wedding coming up in yeah. three weeks. Let me just crash diet, and then right. they, you know they start googling how to get six pack abs in three in right. three weeks, and they find themselves on some horrible crash program that is not meant for. It's not meant to be sustained over the long term. They get whatever kind of results they may get in three weeks and then they fall off the wagon, right? So it's the pendulum swinging from one extreme to the other. And so rather than trying to overhaul everything at once, just make a couple small changes, right? One small change. So let's say, for instance, that, you know, you typically eat a pretty carb-heavy breakfast. Let's say you have a bagel for breakfast in the morning or even you have some, like, oatmeal, Mm -hmm. okay? Instead of trying to overhaul everything, which becomes so overburdened, you become so overburdened, becomes so laborious that you just fall off the wagon because you can't sustain it, just make one small change. Change your breakfast, right? So instead of having the oatmeal or the bagel, have a green smoothie or have some scrambled eggs and sauteed spinach whipped into an omelet. Just that's it. Just make one small swap, right? Do it for a week and just see what happens because I can tell you Mm -hmm. over time. And having worked with thousands and thousands of people, I can tell you that people who make small changes incrementally over time are the ones who maintain their results the longest. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that. It's like we were talking, you know, a little bit, a little bit earlier. And it's, you know, it's like you, you, if you're a person who is big on checklists, to do lists, right? Yeah. And you, you set up that to do list to do for the day. Once you check a box, that first box you check. Sets the tone, like feels it feel, good, feels good, yeah. right? Yeah, totally, check you're like, off. oh man, that felt. I, I accomplished something. Yeah. Like, I want to. am gonna check two more boxes. I'm check two more boxes before lunch. And to me, you know, when you talk about something like the the green smoothie, the seven day challenge, like especially for breakfast, mm-hmm. that's that first. Yep. Checkbox yes. of the day, and, and it's it sets going, you up for the whole right? day. And now it's yeah. like, well, yeah. hey, I, I did that. It wasn't so hard. I felt great doing it. I feel mm-hmm. like I did something for myself. And now I'm going to think about that when I'm ordering my lunch or before I reach for a sugary snack in between. You know, eat a good enough breakfast. You don't need a snack between breakfast and lunch. um But you know, an afternoon snack or whatever it is, like it's going to have an impact that you don't even realize. It has a domino effect. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing of it. And and but is seven days enough to really? kind of carried a a significant enough impact into, you know, manageable gains. It's
1: significant enough to ignite a change, which Mm -hmm. is all you need. Like the human brain needs a positive feedback loop. Right. Right. And so this works so well that I launched something called the seven day green smoothie challenge. And it's, by the way, it's totally free. If you're listening to this, go to number seven day greensmoothiechallenge.com, challenge.com seven day green challenge.com and you can download it it's a free 100 free mm-hmm. um seven day program with recipes that asks you to make one little change swap your breakfast for a green smoothie then do whatever you want with the rest of the day and the feedback that's coming back from it is incredibly positive Uh, people are surprised at how good they feel and how quickly they feel so good as humans we're really you know we're funny we just we see what we can accomplish and then we want to see what else we can accomplish and it can be in any area of your life it can be a work thing it can be a it can be a health thing Um, you know it can be a personal fitness goal or if you're an athlete setting a new time on your sprint Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be but you're you're constantly exploring the edge of your possibilities. Yeah. And it sounds super simplistic to talk about this in, in the in the context of breakfast and making a sw- small swap. But for a person who doesn't typically get a lot of green vegetables in their diet, right. this is pretty revolutionary. You're starting your day with basically a glass full of perfect nutrition, right. which is fueling your cells and starting to change your body chemistry and your brain chemistry. And then it's that behavioral change from a psychological point of view that starts to change the rest of the, the, um, the track.
2: Yeah. Okay. Other than breakfast, what mm-hmm. are some of your other recommended swaps or things people can do right now to make lasting changes and impact?
1: The three best words I can say to your listeners are produce and protein. That's it, right? Yep. You can take those things and you can plug anything into them and they're your winning equation for long-term success. My friend Laura, I'm going to shout her out. um, She owns a company called Allswell, which are these, it started off as like journals Mm -hmm. um, because she would go to the beach to go surfing and she'd bring her little journal and she came up with this saying where she'd be like, swell or no swell, (laughs) Allswell, which is kind of cheesy, but pretty cool. And um, she would just start journaling. So she made these journals, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it's turned into this really cool company. And she had noticed that as her company was getting more, you know, busier and busier and growing, and I think they do like retreats and workshops and stuff. That um, her her eating patterns were starting to kind of fall off the rails because she was just taking whatever was in front of her. Sure. So she did what most people do. She turns to Doctor Google and mm-hmm. starts looking yeah. up new stuff. She starts looking at different books and just like before you know it, your bl- your eyes overloaded. are bleeding yeah. and Absolutely. your brain is throbbing and you're more confused than when you start. So. She drops me a text and was like, hey, I hate to do this, but could we just chat real quick? And so we got on the phone and she was like, I don't know what to do. Should I, should I try this? Should I try this other thing? I was like, do me a favor. I was like, just stop everything you're doing. Literally everything. You know, because then she starts asking questions about the workouts that she's doing. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's just step back for a second. I just want you to do one thing. For the next seven days, I want you for breakfast and lunch and dinner to just think three words. Produce and protein. That's all I'm going to say to you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to fill in the blanks on what those things are. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter. Produce and protein. And the great thing about that you focus it. you
0: focus on produce and protein like you're talking about and and what you're really getting are you know fiber and protein mm-hmm. which are are, are satiating. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So they keep Keep you full. full And even more importantly, John, you're getting a
1: world of micronutrients, which Mm -hmm. are keeping you healthy, because I wanna get people away from this idea of just like looking shredded and like losing weight and all of this stuff. That's all great, but shift the focus from, from how much you're eating to what you're eating. Right. Focus on nutrient density and all the rest just sort of takes care of itself. You can only
0: eat so much of it too, which so it's it's almost self kind of controlled. Totally right, because you're going to fill up.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you can, honestly, you could eat a hell of a lot more than you think. Nutrient dense, that's right. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, nutrient dense, calorie low. Right. Yes. And you don't need to confuse yourself with any of it, right? Because you, I highly doubt that most people listening to this right now want to go off to become food scientists or nutritionists. Oh, they just want to live their lives and do their jobs right. and be happy yeah. and and look and feel good so that's what
0: i think you're, you're you know that what you're talking about is a great example because you're talking about how frantic her life and and that's most of us right that's that that, that is our listener and then the people who are listening right now like it's real world real world problems yes. right like they're juggling all these things and they don't have time for themselves and you need to and you need to take a moment and just even if it's a small change make that time for yourself yeah. and and it'll have a big impact
1: yeah don't overcomplicate it just eat something green and have some protein it doesn't have to be animal protein mind you i was a vegetarian for 15 years right jacked every one of those years right it's a little bit more it takes a little bit more mindfulness to eat the right things um
0: i mean look I, and and i did i've done the same thing like I, I went you know i was vegetarian mostly for for a few months and and it was mostly health-based i just want i wanted to try it and sure. see, see if what i what i miss right. you know, animal protein yeah um and and i did for the most part not as badly as i thought i would uh-huh. by the way Um, and so I've, I've reintroduced it back into my diet, but I'll say this, my, my relationship with it is completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, I don't think about like, you know, animal protein on a daily basis, you know, a couple times a week at most. Uh, And I'm very, very careful about when I do seek it out, I make sure that that it matters because I know I'm only going to have it those couple times a week. So I make sure it's like super high quality, tasteful, delicious, and I enjoy and I savor it. But more importantly, what it did is it forced me to do something that I was lacking in my diet, which is more produce, Mm -hmm. you know, which is the nice thing about what it's finding ways to get the nutrients and the foods that you need that you think you don't have the time for that you think it's too hard because you don't know how to cook this or do that or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, throw it in a blender. Yeah, and kale, kale and spinach, they blend up super easy. Spinach is almost tasteless in a smoothie. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. I make it for the, the boys. I'll yeah. like banana, mango, um, almond milk, spinach, yeah. uh some all natural uh-huh. peanut butter, blend it's it delicious. up and they'll they'll suck it down like a milkshake. Pretty
1: much every morning, almost every morning I have yeah, almost every morning I have the exact same smoothie. Mm-hmm. It's kale, it's peanut butter. It's cacao nibs, which are incredible. A scoop of vanilla protein powder, and um, a half an avocado, and right. I blend it up, and it is unbelievably delicious and insanely yeah. nutritious. All
0: yeah. right, we're going we're gonna to get to more to, uh, of, of the things that that you eat in, in just a second. Um, you know, first, have you, you ever tried? We talked about this before uh, for Sigmatic, right? Oh my god, yeah, great stuff. These They're kind so of blowing bad. up
1: because I don't remember where I first heard about them, but I was like, ooh. <laughs> set mushroom.
0: Yeah. Coffee. Yeah. So I
1: tried it. All fairness, I'm like, great. Some like marketing gimmick. Somebody's like, focus coffee. Right. So I tried it. I wouldn't say that I was hating on it, but I was like skeptical. skeptical. And I tried oh, sure. it. Hooked. Hooked. I have it all the time. I have zero affiliation with them, and everybody I know who hypes it, they have no affiliation with them. Mm-hmm. It's just the proof in the pudding kind of thing.
0: And I and I and I same thing. I switched over. I tried to cut my coffee intake about a year ago. Started adding um, the the chaga mushroom elixir in the afternoon just to switch things up. Yeah. And to look for you know it, it claimed it was an immunity booster, so I was looking for an immunity boost. You know, I always dealt with you know nagging colds and sinus issues and stuff like that and i've since grown i drink the uh, cordyceps elixir uh the reishi elixir the chaga still and then i also use the, the coffee the coffee blends where it's actual coffee and these these Mushrooms. mushroom elixirs with it and i have a, a coffee blend that has the cordyceps and lion's mane oh yeah which just dials me in it's my morning and the, the best thing about it is you know with and i love coffee and i still drink a lot of coffee we just came from having coffee um yep. that we did but uh you. Too much coffee, all of a sudden, like especially in the morning, if I'm going on a bike ride or a long run, it's just too acidic, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and there's a little bit of discomfort there. And you know, if you're going to be out for a while, like you don't want that gastrointestinal stress to really kind of kick in. So that's where switching over to the coffee blends with the cordyceps, I still get that kind of perk and that energy boost and that alertness that, yep. that the caffeine, but without the kind of stomach-turning acid, which is nice. You want a top um,
1: tip? make that and i do this all the time so the smoothie recipe i just laid out before with the kale and the peanut butter and the usually i'll put water in it just to desired texture Mm -hmm. but make up a cup of that uh four sigmatic the lion's mane chaga coffee whatever it is let it sit so it cools down a bit and pour that in as your liquid oh nice. nice in the smoothie perfect it is insane yeah I yeah. thrown the
0: powder straight into a smoothie like uh, because it's a single-serve packets I'll just throw the powder right in with with everything and just blend it in sometimes yeah oh I gotta try that I've never done that I yeah. always, I always blend right the in
1: coffee and then put it in
0: but uh, even better is that listeners to this podcast right now uh, when you head to forsigmatic.com slash eat this you'll get 15% off your entire order that's 15% off any order placed on four sigmatics website but you have to use our special URL which is foursigmatic.com slash eat this. And that's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash eat this. And now another thing that I'm a big fan of that I talk about and, and eat every day, uh and it doesn't fit in with your your produce and, and protein perhaps. Um but I eat rolled oats every morning. Mm. You know, I'm a big fan of whole grains, you know, and, and beans of course, like high fiber we talked about high fiber foods. And as I mentioned at the top, Bob's Red Mill is is the presenting sponsor of this podcast. And, you know, I stock my pantry with Bob's Redmill stuff and have before before this podcast um And the reason why is that because Bob's, to me, just makes it possible to eat healthy and feel good about what I'm putting in my body, feel good about what my kids are putting in their body. Mm -hmm. Because everything is produced with the highest quality ingredients and minimally processed uh, from their stone mills in Oregon right to your table. And to have that level of comfort um, with a product that you're using on a daily basis is just... Something that you can't you can't buy anywhere else, right? It's trust. Yeah, and we talk. I, I'm, I'm a huge I'm a huge right? fan.
1: So, like another tip, bring back to smoothies. I'm gonna, like turn into the smoothie guy here, for <laughs> Christ's sake. But um, there's worse guys to be. Uh, yeah, totally. uh, fair enough. Right? Exactly. Totally. Uh, if you're if you're training and outputting a, a tremendous amount of energy mm-hmm. in that smoothie, throw in some of those Bob's Red Mill oats, which actually are my favorite. I have them in my cabinet, cooked or no joke, or you, joke. Just, or you just just throw them in raw, just right? throw them in raw. Throw them in raw, blend them up with that, and you'll get in that you know really good, high-quality, unrefined carbohydrate. Great.
0: And you know the other thing you know with, with Bob's Red Mill is that if you if you or maybe somebody in your in your household uh, has a gluten allergy or celiac disease, all Bob's Red Mill's gluten-free products are processed in a 100% gluten-free facility. So this ensures no con- cross-contamination. So that way you can feel really comfortable and safe with with your allergies or or those of your loved ones. And it also doesn't matter. What kind of, of diet lifestyle you you know, if you're paleo, vegan, gluten-free, doesn't matter. With with Bob's Red Mill, you're just getting high quality, flavor-packed, healthy food that actually tastes great. So, you know, what are you waiting for? Make sure you check out BobsRedmill.com today.
2: Hi, this is Jim Miller. Available now, Origins, Chapter Five, Sex in the City, present at Creation featuring Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon, Chris Noth, and others from the seminal series, now marking its 20th anniversary.
1: The first day of production of the series, I walked a couple blocks to the set, and I never looked back.
2: We're going to throw a spotlight on the show's earliest days in an effort to understand how it all got started. And some of the craziness from there.
1: Sometimes women are having sex that's really horrible and that they don't even want to be having. You know, it was a shock to the system and a lot of the critics were just like, what the heck is this?
2: I
0: mean, the whole Mr. Big thing has got real legs to it. for better
2: or worse. Join us for Origin's deep dive into Sex and the City, the story behind the show that revolutionized the adult sitcom and reimagined the eternal search for lust and, of course, love.
1: They were like, let's just make a show. If we all are happy, we'll do more.
2: Get it now on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you get your shows.
0: So hey, you talked about something before uh, with with your friend who texted you that that it, it made me think of something uh, because you said that she had a, like a journal she had started like a journal company. Uh-huh. Let's talk about journaling for a second oh, because yeah. you know this is something where you know if you're trying to to figure out a solution or or just identify a problem which can can feel overwhelming amongst everything else. You're a big fan of journaling, journaling, uh, food journaling, but not like for the long term. Not something that you have to do. Like it shouldn't be something that feels onerous, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Correct. So I I'm a big fan of tracking. So I'm a big fan of journaling, but I think that what you're speaking Mm. about specifically is is tracking. And it is the simplest, cheapest solution to fix almost any problem in your life. I swear to God, Mm -hmm. anything. So with food specifically, unfortunately, we are very often not entirely honest with ourselves about the decisions that we're making. You know, it's like when my dad is like, Oh God, I didn't eat all day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I saw you have an Italian hero and uh, in the middle of the afternoon, you had like three meatballs. So you kind of had lunch and a snack and like, what do you mean you didn't eat all, you know what I mean? And so somebody who thinks they're living their healthiest life, maybe not. And a really good way to shine a light on that is to just keep, you could do it with a notepad in your phone, but I try to move away from my phone as much as possible. So I'll keep a tiny little notepad and a pen Mm -hmm. with me and... Just track it down. Just really simple, nothing laborious so it doesn't become a chore, but just jot down liquid or solid, anything that you ingest, it just gets written down. Now the tricky thing about this is if you're trying do to- Do you connect, look at it
0: every day or do you no, look at someone's- No, no, okay. no, no. Here,
1: here's the Because here's the unintended effect of this, for better or worse just the fact that you know you're gonna write it down starts to change your behavior absolutely it's like having the smoothie in the morning right Mm -hmm. you have a green smoothie in the morning maybe you would have had pizza for lunch but since you made that positive choice in the morning You're like, ah, I'm going to do something a little, I'm going to do something that serves my goals a little better. This is even worse because you have to write that shit down. Right. Right. But
0: you're the only one who's looking at it. So like at the end of the day, or at the end of three days, you could just be like, well, okay, I'm the only one seeing this.
1: Totally. But I I think it just speaks to like how important are your goals to you. Right. Right. So if, if your goal is to get healthier and make some changes, just write down what you're eating every day. Literally, liquid or solid, if it gets ingested, it gets written down. Do it for three days. And at the end of the three days, sit down and review it. Where I was going with that before is because you know you have to write it down, you're more likely to make a better decision. Try try not to at first. Just try not to. Just try to do what you normally do. Don't make any big changes so that you can have an honest reflection of your behavior and your choices. And then after three days, read it and proceed accordingly. You might find out that... While you think you are the picture of health, you're eating more sugar than you think, you're drinking way more booze than you realize, and, you know, et cetera. And, you know, like, I don't want to minimize anyone's situation, right? It's very easy for me to say just like, well, just eat healthier. Right. You know what I mean? But like, one, that's kind of like a dickish thing to say. but like, just get taller. Yeah, exactly. Just get taller. Sure, Oh, if only. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I could still play point guard though right. But um,
0: We're both under six feet We're Yeah, just, what
1: are you going to do um, Blame my mom <laughs> uh, Where's I going with that um, oh, if it, yeah. you, you have to like, You have to know what works best for you So if you have a hard time staying on track Well then create a meal plan For yourself right? Again, it doesn't have to be anything laborious. You don't have to go buy a meal plan. You don't have to go buy another book. Just literally go back to what I said before, produce and protein. Take your journal out. Actually, go get one of my friends' Allswell journals. And just write down, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks if you want them. And then write in there what you're going to have each day. Could be as simple as a green smoothie for breakfast. Lunch could be a spinach salad with shrimp. And dinner could be kale and grilled chicken or steak or whatever. Literally take it and template it, whatever you want. Build that over the course of the week. If prepping your meals is going to help you, go do that. I personally don't because I like to shop every day, Mm -hmm. Um, but I understand people do not have the time for that. So hit up the store, big batch your stuff. You, You just have to sort of almost... Treat your life like a little bit of an experiment in that sense right. and yeah. see what works for
0: you. Well, that's what's nice about the journal too is, is that, you know, if you if you do kind of journal in those periods, especially if you're trying something new, you can kind of go back and think like, okay, well, like I felt really good on, on Wednesday and that was after two days of eating small meals consistently for three hours. And, you know, because I was aware of it, I, I didn't eat a lot of sugar, so I didn't have the crashes. Mm-hmm. And once you once you have that, that data, and it's not like data that comes from a tracking device mm-hmm. or anything app this is like this is as simple as it gets right this is yeah. just being aware of what you're putting in your body how you're fueling your body which is how you know you should be thinking about food for the most part right sure. like food is is fuel and and it's immunity and it's energy and you know that's the way you, if you start thinking about food that way it changes your food choices
1: yeah.
2: yeah were you always into health and fitness or was something the catalyst in your life to make a change
0: i started
1: working out lifting weights when i was 13 years old Um, and I wish I had some like really cool story, but I just thought it would be a really good way to help me get girlfriends. Get girls. I was going to say totally. Totally. This is like the nineties. It was the, you know, and I was like, Oh, what, Hmm. What do those guys have that I don't muscle? That's it. And high tops. Yeah, exactly. High tops and and (laughs) jean shorts. Long jean shorts. (laughs) But yeah, so I was like 13 and I started working out and I just fell in love with it. Um, yep. just loved the way it made me feel, gave me an outlet for that kind of childhood aggression that I had. And um, I'd say I probably, when I was like 15 or 16, kind of started to study it. Mm-hmm. But just from an just purely interest, you know, I, at the curiosity. time. Curiosity. Curiosity. Yep. Uh, but more like, it sounds stupid, but I couldn't name my muscles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they were growing. But I didn't really know what the names of them were beyond bicep, tricep, pec, all of that. My Bibles were like men's health, men's fitness, muscle and fitness, things like that. Books I would take out of the library. But then when I was like late teens, started studying nutrition Mm because one just kind of led to the other. Of course. Yeah. Um, And then a very long story about how I started working in fitness that I won't get into. But uh, I, I never actually wanted to work in fitness ever. I just really loved it. And I always, you know, I was a writer growing up, mm-hmm. won my first poetry contest in second grade. Oh, I love it. That was,
2: that was for the ladies too. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Totally. Yeah,
1: yeah totally. Um, and right out of college, I worked in television. And while I was working at this uh, TV network, one of the executives, this woman, started asking me about my diet in a do you eat like this all the time kind of a way. And then that led to fitness tips while she was on her way to the gym which eventually led to I'm getting married in three months. Would you train me? Mm -hmm. And so I said, yes, being a very sort of broke-ass, enterprising individual. Of course. And then I had an immediate panic attack because it was like, what what did I just agree to do? So anyway, long story short, I got her in the, quote, best shape of her life, which led to a word-of-mouth campaign, which is eventually how I started training actors. Um, But it was always on the side. Never something I wanted to do as a full-time career. Yes. But then it started growing to a level where I wasn't able to continue being a corporate employee any- anymore. Um, and by this point, I had, you know, along the way, gathered up a laundry list of certifications and started working with a lot of magazines. Um, I wrote a book. And
0: that's right. Yeah. 30, the 30 second body. 30 you should get it if you, if you don't have it already.
1: Grab it wherever fine books are sold. That's right. Yeah. It's all body weight workouts that you could do anytime, anywhere. Just your own body weight, 30 second intervals. Uh, catchy title, but like real science behind it. Um, but, uh, you know, that was growing to the point, and I was work, and I started doing brand ambassador programs. I was Target's fitness ambassador and pure protein, all these other folks. Um, I just couldn't continue being a corporate employee. It was either pump the brakes on the fitness business or figure something out. And so, That's what I, you love. so I pivoted. And right. yeah, and I really do have a an incredible passion for it. But I just never really saw. I guess I really never took the time to think about a trajectory for it. Um, and so I'm, I'm, you know, it sounds a little woo woo, but it's kind of like mm-hmm. when. The universe has something in mind for you, it tends to shout, especially when you show up and put in the work, which I had started to do at that point. And then it was kind of like, you know, I don't want to say like the floodgates open because that sounds very douchey. Right. But, but, but right. you just said it. it right. so I just we'll just said go it. with yeah. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go ahead. And it's really, it's just, it's, it's a matter of doing the work and having an intention to serve. Like I always say, when you, when you go after something with an intention to serve, you can never fail. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you wind up piss poor, you will die a happy individual having served many, many people. And mm-hmm. so that's my waking intention every morning. You know, yeah, how can fun. I, how can I help people live healthy? And speaking
0: lives? Of, of helping people before we wrap, I want to give you a, an opportunity to kind of talk about a great organization that you work with because it plays very much to, you know, the health and wellness beat obviously, but also helping people.
1: Oh yes. Good eats. Good eats. So good eats is a program, a not-for-profit that I started to feed hungry kids on the weekends.
0: Oh, that's so nice.
1: So it is, uh, a friend of mine, he does a lot of community work in Harlem, was talking to me about this school. It's an elementary school, pre-K to fifth grade on 136th Street, where the kids eat all of their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner through federally subsidized programs at the schools. So it's like, well, what do they do on the weekends? And he said, they don't eat. I said, what do you mean they don't eat? Mm-hmm. He said, they don't eat. And I, I mean I like I had the same look on my face that you all have on your faces right now. I'm like, you mean to tell me that that like thirty blocks yes. from my apartment? Yeah.
2: I literally just got the chills, yeah. it's so sad.
1: It it's it's heartbreaking. And you realize that like, you know, thirty blocks from the front door of my apartment where I just spent the weekend running around carefree, right? Going out to dinner with friends, that there were these little kids. I said to him, I was like, There were dozens of these little kids starving. And he said, No nah, man, Thousands. Right. I don't know. I just- It's a lot. I I couldn't not do something about it. So I asked him to introduce me to the principal. He did. She confirmed everything that he was saying and more. I said, listen, I don't know what I'm going to do to help, but I'm going to do something. I'll figure it out. Just give me some time. So I went out and I thought about it and I was like, just again, I like to keep things simple. So I was like, came up with this program where every week community volunteers come to the school and they pack backpacks with breakfast, lunch, and dinner plus two snacks for both Saturday and Sunday. And then on Fridays, the kids come by a conference room at the school. They pick up their backpacks, which are completely unmarked, so there's no stigma attached to the program. And they go home not to 68 hours of starvation, but to a weekend of healthy eating. Right. And they bring the backpacks back on Monday, and it happens all over again. And I think the takeaway for the listeners is... You know, if you see a problem in front of you, don't just think about it, don't just complain about it. Like get off your ass and do something about right. it. But try to keep it
0: simple. Keep it simple. And and look what happens, right? Again, we talked about it earlier, it's that domino effect, you know, one small change, one simple action, you know, yeah. one smarter decision. And the domino effect, like before you know it, you turn around and it's bi-coastal and it has this impact and it's inspiring other people like if your friend had just written you a check then that would have fed a bunch of kids sure for a short period of time but by throwing a fundraiser not only do you raise more money but you inspire more people which in turn over the long haul is going to have a greater impact 100 percent, and like that's the takeaway it's like it's to your point like simplify keep it simple keep it easy focus on the things that move the needle a little bit and then before you know you've gone a long way yes and give
1: you you know quicker feedback you want to close Mm -hmm. that feedback loop you don't want a goal that's so far out in front of you that you just feel like you're working into oblivion. And, you know, if you close that feedback loop, you get the little hit of—well, um, technically it's dopamine, right? But, you know, you get the response that you need to push you forward to keep you going. Right. So, yeah. Oh, and if anybody is anybody is interested in digging deep, this food doesn't pay for itself. That's right. Please go to goodeatsprogram.org. That's goodeatsprogram.org. Every penny goes to the purchase of food. I literally order the, I put together the meal plan and then I order the food myself every week and it gets drop shipped to the school. Gets packed up, sent out. That's so awesome.
2: There go. Yeah.
0: Well, look, I, I really want to thank you, Adam, for for joining us today. It's been fun. It's been insightful. It's been inspiring and motivating. Uh, I hope everyone listening uh, feels the same way, and I hope everyone here is, is enjoying the podcast and that you like it enough to leave us a, a nice rating and to share it with some of your friends, especially uh, this episode. And if anything, the last part of this episode, share that. Share that with your friends and, and spread the good word about Good Eats and, and Adam and and also you know the seven day cleanse and all the free content you can go to adamrizante.com yeah. and you know find out more about adam get some of that great content to fix your breakfast and, and some other great pieces of content and recipes that, are, that live there uh, and then also you know for more of an insider scoop on the best foods to eat no matter what the situation be sure to visit our visit our website at eatthis.com like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram we are at eat this not that and now you can even subscribe to our flashy new eat this not that magazine just go to the subscribe button on our homepage and find out more more importantly let us know what food choices are on your mind, we'll tackle them here for you so you can be confident that you are making the right choice every time.